So sometimes mm-hmm. we need to step out and do some of those things that feel uncomfortable that yes. maybe we don't love at first, but it awakes something in your spirit. Mm-hmm. And I am not, this is important. I am not encouraging everyone to go repelling or to go do something that risks life and limb, but I'm yeah. talking about risking a little bit of um, vulnerability mm-hmm. or not having everything perfect in your life, because that is where you can begin to see a lot of the wonder in your life coming to life. Welcome to the Intertwined Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Zentz. I am a wife and a mom on a mission. I've got a passion to help women discover practical ways to apply the power of God's word to our everyday stuff. I truly believe that our walks with the Lord should be seamlessly intertwined with our everyday lives. It should affect every move we make and every breath we take. So come on, let's do life together. You've got this, because He's got you. Hey guys, I am so glad you have joined me for this episode, episode 37 of the Intertwined Life Podcast. So here's my question for you. Is your life feeling full, fulfilled, enjoyable? Are you chasing wonder or are you feeling like wah, 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 right? <laughs> Today's guest is Miss Ginger Stocky. She is the chief creative officer at Joyce Meyer Ministries. And I recently had the incredible pleasure of sitting down over Zoom and meeting Ginger and speaking with her, laughing with her. She is a beautiful woman inside and out. We had so much fun. And in her brand new book, Chasing Wonder, Small Steps Toward a Life of Big Adventure, she is challenging us to not only seek the grand adventures and mountaintop experiences, but also to stop and ask ourselves, where is the joy and the wonder in this day? Whether you're heading off to college, embarking on retirement, neck deep in diapers and sippy cups, (laughs) or somewhere in between, in this interview, you will find the inspiration and encouragement you need to chase the wonder God has placed all around you right where you are. Listen to this episode, and I promise you're going to be inspired, and you will come out loving Miss Ginger just as much as I do. Enjoy, guys, and I'll catch you on the other side. All right, Miss Ginger Stocky, welcome to the Intertwined Life Podcast. Thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here with you. I can't believe you're here. I- <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I'm so thrilled you're here. No, I've been looking forward to it, really. Oh, I am so, so glad you agreed to do this. What a crazy blessing. And I have to say, there's so many people that when I was like, you're not going to believe this, they're like, oh my gosh. Because if anybody has listened to the Intertwined Life Podcast for really any episode, I pretty much bring up Joyce Meyer. We have to mention her. We can't, we can't go through this episode without mentioning Miss Joyce. And she's blessed my life in so many ways for so long as she has so many. And anyone who's listened to the podcast, oh, I can't even imagine the, all the good stuff you get, you know, from being with her, just like mama Joyce, as she says, Um, she's been a blessing to so many, but anyone who has listened to Joyce Meyer over the last, what, 18 years, I think, is that right? Well, know your voice, your face, your beautiful spirit. So Ginger is the chief creative officer for Joyce Meyer Ministries. And pretty much everyone knows who she is. She is that amazing sounding voice. You have such a way of compassion. And when you speak with Joyce, you compliment everything that goes on in that ministry so beautifully. And I love to see you're always doing the videos with the hand of hope and, or is it hand of hope ministry, right? Yes. It goes yes. Out. Oh, and 
I love what you get to see. Oh, it's amazing because everything about your spirit just shows joy and light and love, but real, real compassion for what you do and what the Lord's given you to do. I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're just as excited and amazed by what he's led you to do as anybody. Is that true? Oh my, absolutely. <laughs> there is no doubt. And you know, that's, we all have those specific things, those prayers that we kind of pray every day. And that's one of my passions is that God will spread joy yeah. in him through my being with anybody. I don't care mm. if they see me or not, but I want his joy in them to come to life. So to have the opportunities to um, be a compassionate hand of love all over the world uh, is like you said, my greatest privilege. It's, it's amazing. And you do it so beautifully, so beautifully. And as much as we love Miss Joyce, this is not about Miss Joyce today. This is about Ginger. <laughs> and I'm so excited. Ginger has written her first book. Is that correct? It is. Yeah. Honestly, when I realized it was your first book, I was shocked because I've known about you for so long. I'm like, no way. It's her first book. So I'm excited <laughs> to be a part of, I guess, helping you launch this first book. Going to be available June 15th. It's called Chasing Wonder small steps toward a life of big adventure. And yeah. I am excited for you to share with us where this came from and this message that the Lord chose to be your first book. I mean, I can imagine it's probably been in your heart for many, many, many years. Cause usually book ideas, you know, I've, yeah. been, I've been writing for 12 years. That's not, you know, <laughs> that's, not <quite> finished. <laughs> that's how it goes. Right? I get it. Yeah. So I would love, before we jump into that, I guess, share as much as you'd like about you personally, you know, your hobbies, your family, your yeah. life, who you really are, and then just launch into the story behind Chasing Wonder and what led you to this great adventure of writing this book. Okay. Well, I am a girl from small town, Indiana. And so um, I grew up loving television and wanting to um, learn how to tell stories that really made a difference. You know, I, I started out in news and um, going into documentary work and loved it so much. And then I began to see the power of people's stories, right? Being able to tell stories that really changed the world. So I, I was so glad when God opened the door and gave me the opportunity to begin doing this for him. And so I hosted a talk show in Ohio for many, many years, which was just a joy. Have uh, My husband and I have two beautiful daughters who, uh, being a mom and doing what I got to do, um, just such a blessing. And then one day out of the blue, I got a call from someone at Joyce Meyer Ministries, and um, they asked me if I'd be interested to come work for them. And I said, um, wow, thank you very much. But no, we're really happy where we are. You know, I think mm -hmm. we're planted. And they just kept asking. And finally, my husband said, don't you think we should pray about this? <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yes, oh, that. that's a really good idea. <laughs> So we began praying and very soon knew that that's what we needed to do. So we picked up our daughters, we picked up our family and we moved to St. Louis. Yeah. We've been here 18 years now and through all those different things, all those different experiences in my career and family, motherhood, I've had the opportunity to travel to many, many, many countries and meet so many just incredible people, see astounding things. And so that's where that, that passion for chasing after everything that God had for me, I really 
had a great fear of disappointing God. That, and it's not like God looks down and he's disappointed, sure. but I had that fear. And I think a lot of us, whether it's as a mother or in our life, in our career, we have that fear that we might be missing something. And um, in praying about it, I really felt like I was supposed to begin just making a list of some of these adventures and some of these astounding things that have happened in my life. And as I did that, um, people started talking to me about it and saying, you know, I wish I could have some of these um, opportunities that you've had to see God work and to live some adventures. And it was so strong in my spirit that God was saying, everybody can. Let's tell them how, because yes. this is not about my adventures. This is about yours, Jenny. This is about everybody who's listening, finding their own. And so that's where the passion for this book came from is let's, let's share these in a really helpful step-by-step -step way mm -hmm. so that people can chase after the wonder that God has for them. Yeah. And right where they are. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. That's, and you know, and that's why I call it the intertwined life podcast. It's, it's about our, our walk with the Lord and our everyday life being intertwined. And we don't have to have this adventure life someday and this day-to-day -day life now. And I know that when my kids now they are nine and almost 12 and when they were little, little, I felt like, and I still fall into this trap because I'm very type A and I want everything to look just right. But I, just, <laughs> I get that too. Right. And I just fall into this trap of, well, someday when, the kids are in school, you know, when da da da, when da da da, fill in the blank for whatever that is. And I felt the Lord so clearly. I know where I was sitting. I wrote it on a note card. I still have that note card. It was probably at least 10 to 12 years ago. Wow. And he said, do not use life as an excuse for not living. Oh, that's good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but right. And I wrote that somewhere in my notes here because there was something you said in your book that made me feel that way and remember that time when the Lord said that to me, because I feel like that's what your book is saying. It's like, yeah, the grand adventure someday when I can afford to do a safari and someday right. when the kids are gone and I can go on mission trips or whatever. Yeah, I get that. But don't miss out on the adventure around you right here, right now, or compare mm -hmm. yourself to the other people. So there's only a million different ways you could go with that. <laughs> and you did in your book, but what in that speaks to you? What, what makes you want to run with it? <laughs> You are right on target. There were those times in, in my life as, as a mother of young children that I would think, oh, you know, I see so-and-so and, -so and yes. they're doing what I thought I might have been doing or what maybe I wanted to do. And I, in just like you said, and really seeking after what God wanted for me and for my kids and for our family. Mm -hmm. It was like, you are not going to be the happy, productive person you want to be if you keep that mindset. Yeah. And so I needed to change my mindset to where is the adventure and the wonder in this day? Okay. I'm home. I'm doing laundry. There is nothing right, <laughs> but you can find things you I began to just really enjoy different things with my kids that I would have overlooked before. Mm -hmm. um, they're crazy little jokes. I began writing them down so I, I didn't forget. I, I, I was so struck by the verse in the Bible where Mary says, you know, here she is raising Jesus, right? Perfect <laughs> child. She's seen incredible things. And yet it had to be really hard for her because he had such a calling on his life and he just disappears. He, he goes out and he's teaching the word. They don't know where he is. 
And, and the Bible says Mary treasured these things. She pondered them in her heart. She made memories that lasted forever. It didn't say Mary was furious because Jesus disappeared and she didn't know where he was. So that's a choice. Mm-hmm. Which way are we going to go? I, of course, did the wrong choice many, many times. <laughs> but I also wanted to create memories and cherish these things in my heart. So day to day to day, it's, it's a constant decision of asking God, you know, where are you in this? And what beauty can I see? Who can I connect with? Who can I show compassion to? Mm-hmm. So it is, you're right, the everyday things that I think bring us the greatest adventures in our life. Absolutely. And we have to look have to look for those, right? We have to have our eyes open for that because it's easy to get bogged down in everything going around. And honestly, that's what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to be distracted by whatever isn't right. You know, even when it's little and it's petty, because then we stay in our own head, we stay in our own world. And I believe there's this woman who wrote this book called Battlefield of the Mind. And it's pretty good Hmm. (laughs) about that kind of stuff. Right. But it's true. It's true. Right. There's this, this trap. And if we don't open our eyes to what's around us, and I think you even said something about looking up, right? Yes. Look up from where you are. Right. Ooh, ooh, I love it. Can you speak to that for a sec? It's so easy for me. I'll just talk for me because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can so easily be very goal-driven, keep my head in my computer, on my mm-hmm. phone, um, on the task, whatever it may be that I'm doing, getting to the place where I'm supposed to be going. When we lift our head, that is when we see the things all around us that God is doing through that journey. So instead of just trying to get somewhere to lift your head and see the great things that are happening on the way. And instead of being so buried in the work that I have to do, yeah, do it. Don't miss your deadlines. I'm all about clean underwear. Whatever you need to do. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm all about getting those things accomplished, but taking the time to at least say, God, show me something today. It's not going to be in every moment, but show me something today that stirs up the joy that you've put in me. It's one of the fruits of his spirit. It's in all of us when we ask him into our life, but it just gets shoved down by the weight of the world, the schedule, the routine, Mm -hmm. the heartaches, the disappointments. Mm -hmm. It gets so shoved down. Mm -hmm. So, so much of this for me, when I talk about chasing wonder, it's about stirring up that joy in our life. so that we don't get to the end and we've raised our children and they're gone now. And we're saying, now what? Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that we've lived that with as much of that joy as we can, that we've had the opportunities to thank him for what he's given us instead of looking forward to something amazing in the future. Yeah. Oh, and it's, oh, yes. Right where you are right here, right now. But how about that lady. Now the majority of the people who listen to this podcast are probably like 28 to 50 kids still in the house. However, there are going to be plenty who are on the other side of that, who their kids are raised and maybe, or they're teenagers or they're out of the house and they're thinking, I did miss that wonder in that time. What do you have to say to that person who's in that stage of life? It's not too late, right? Yeah. Oh, honey, this is my favorite because (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling it might be. Um, you know, my, our, our daughters are married and out of the house. We have 
to spectacular grandchildren, if I if I'm allowed to say. Of course. <laughs> it's so fun. But now is when um, my husband and I have started some new adventures, some things that we didn't do before, because at first we're like, I don't know what to do with this situation in our life. And so we decided that we wanted to um, start as, as we could traveling within the United States. We've been all yeah. over the world, both of us, but there's so much beauty in the United States. Yeah. So we started checking out the national parks and hiking and doing different things. That's our choice. That's probably or, or likely not your choice, but there's something that you can do now that you couldn't do before. And as a grandma, I just went rappelling for the first time and it was it. so much fun. I love it. It was so much fun. And um, you, you start to walk back and you take that first step off the edge of the cliff. Mm -hmm. And um, my husband, who is not the, uh, his adventures are not the same as mine, right? <laughs> he wants to keep his feet firmly planted uh -huh. on the ground, but he did this with me because he, he wanted to try it too. It was a big step for him. We went down the first one. I went first and he went next. And of course we were with the guide. So we were all very safe and he got on the ground and he said, I did not like that. I do not <laughs> want to do that again. <laughs> And I said, but Tim, there's no other way home. We have to finish going down these repels. There's no other Came way too far back. with me, baby. There's no turning back. Exactly. This is it. This is our only option. <laughs> so he's like, okay. And we get to the next place. And by the time he got to the bottom of that one, he's like, yeah, that was amazing. So sometimes mm -hmm. we need to step out and do some of those things that feel uncomfortable that yes. maybe we don't love at first but it awakes something in your spirit. And I am not, this is important. I am not encouraging everyone to go repelling or to go do something that risks life and limb, but I'm yeah. talking about risking a little bit of um, vulnerability mm -hmm. or not having everything perfect in your life, because mm -hmm. that is where you can begin to see a, a lot of the wonder in your life coming to life. Mm -hmm. So um, there's so much that we can risk without it being an injury. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what you actually said in your book, um, I've been very excited that I was able to receive an advanced copy to kind of start going through and I'm loving it. Um, it does come out June 15th. We'll have all the links in the show notes to that, of course. But one thing you said, and I have this written down for those of us type A people, you challenge us to overcome inconveniences and risk a little mess. And yeah. that really spoke to my heart because I like my home's not straight and neat because I want people to see how straight and neat my home is. It's because I can't think straight if it's not, it's a disease. I always tell people like, it's a sickness. Like my pillows have to be straight. You know, it's not exactly wonderful because I can't relax if my stool is not between the right spot on the counter, you know, it's, and it's a thing. But I love that you mentioned that, you know, because there is a point where we have to risk a little mess. And, and like you actually, I put this in the notes, but my husband's name is also Tim. And <laughs> he is also a little bit more like your Tim of the two of us. I'm definitely the more adventurous. <laughs> and so sometimes, you know, kind of pulling that along a little bit. And I love that. And you mentioned in your book as well, that the two of you have been able to kind of meet in that and find ways to, it's right. you don't have to one of you run off and chase wonder without the other, right? You can right. kind of encourage each other. And I think when we are fully alive as the self that God created us to be, then we're better together, right? And we make yes. our, our union, our relationship, our marriage, and our family a better place to be when we're each who God 
fully created us to be, right? Absolutely. When you talk about those different seasons, those different stages in our life, it's really easy for a, a couple to be so entangled in the daily routine, going here and there, running kids around the job and the work that we have to do that we, we don't have time for each other and to build our relationship. And that's another really great place to be able to find some of that uh, adventure together, that wonder in your life and build your relationship with each other because there comes a day that those things change. And all of a sudden you, you maybe do have more time or um, you have maybe a, a little bit a different income so that you can do some of these other things. But you look at that person and you say, I don't, I don't know if I want to do it with them because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know them very well. Yeah. So either through throughout that that um, life with the family, getting a sitter when you can, asking a friend to trade off with you, helping out whatever you can do so that you have time together, those are important adventures. And as you get yeah. older, finding those new things that you can do together. Uh, my Tim is a golfer, so um, Mine too. I. <laughs> You golf? Are you a golfer too? Um, a little. I've had clubs for 15 years, and then I took 10 years off to have kids. So <laughs> I'm starting <laughs> to get back into yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds so familiar. So um, I told him that I I would golf one day with him when I was too old to do anything else that I liked better. <laughs> you might want to start now because it is not a fun thing to try to learn. I know I'll be terrible at it when I start. So. <laughs> We, we play a lot of tennis. We, we hike a lot, things like that, but whatever it takes, find those things that you can do together. Cause a lot of the things that I'm talking about are not big extravagant steps. There are small steps for you to be able to find the things in your life that bring you relationships that are strong that bring you meaning in your life, that bring you purpose and joy. And those are the things I'm not talking about empty adventures that you're just always seeking the next thrill. Mm -hmm. I want everyone to have a step-by-step guide to seeing more of God's wonder every day and more of the good things in our life that he wants for us. Yes. Yeah. And okay. You've led right into one of my favorite things that I wanted to bring up because I love you talk about in your book, because anybody can write a book about chasing wonder and having grand adventures and finding fun things to do right from all kinds of different perspectives. But what I love is that you issue a bit of a warning that adventure is a way to discover more of God and to be continually standing in awe of him, but it should never be seen as a substitute for filling that empty space in your soul, which only he can fill. Right. And you say the problem with a life of adventure without a relationship with God is how do you finish that? It's just empty adventure and you will always be seeking the next thrill. You'll never be satisfied. He's the only thing that can fill that need, that deep aching need in your heart. And I do know a lot of people who will, I'm going to do this. It's this job. This is what will make me happy. It's this, this fast car, you know, it's, it's this vacation that's going to make me happy. And those things, there's nothing wrong with those things, but they're not going to be the answer that is long-term. We can have so many things that bring us a little bit of happiness, but that's not the same as joy that is lasting. 
and sticks with us. And there is no way around the fact that life is really hard sometimes. So I didn't want this to be a, a surfacey look at go out and do something fun. This is about how to still chase after God's wonder, still see the good in a very hard world. Yes. Whether you're a person who's had physical things in your own life or your family, I mean, that that's hard stuff to deal with. I've, I've had things in our family, heartbreaks, losses, that there have been times that I've thought, God, there is nothing good here right now. How do I get through this time? And I've even gotten very, very angry at God because of that. And what I've learned through all of this is that when I'm done being mad, God is still right there waiting for me. Hmm. He, he hmm. can handle those yes. wrong attitudes that I'll yes. throw at him and still love me through it. And then open up the world in a way that I didn't expect. He brings healing. He brings beauty into dark, terrible places. And I've seen it over and over all over the world. I've seen it in red light districts where women are forced into human trafficking. I've seen it in garbage dumps where children are forced to work day and night um, collecting trash and they live there as well. I've seen women holding their starving children um, with hopelessness that there's nothing that they can do. When you see enough of that stuff at some point, for me at least, I'm like, God, where are you? What's happening? And I think some of my greatest lessons I've learned is that in the midst of the greatest sorrows, God is still there with hope. And he, of course, didn't choose for any of these things to happen. He's not choosing for you to suffer in your life, but he gives us all a free will and things happen in the world that are not his choices. They're not your choices, but he doesn't leave us. He walks with us through it. Yeah. So if we tried just to have a, a fun, happy life of adventure without him, yeah. then we have that emptiness. And when the big things come up in your life, you won't know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know how to handle, it, even though I did have him in my life and he was still there saying, come on, honey, I'm, you know, I'm here, come back when you're ready. And when I did, I saw that wonder again. So that that's why that warning is so very, very important. Oh, I love it because we do, we can't just seek a fuller life for the fact, you know, the sake of having a fun life, right? It's seek a fuller life and more adventure so that you can know God more, you know, your creator more because he shines through all of that. And it's kind of a chance for him to show us how much he loves us and how awesome he is and all the different yes. things about him. Think about it instead of, you know, making your life more fun. Think about it as understanding God more and discovering more of him and his character and his plans and his greatness. And, and like you said, yes, this world is a mess. And if we can have that adventure mentality and flip that around, I always think of Joseph, what he told his brothers, you know, what you intended for evil, God will use for right. good. And every single thing we go through, um, the, the book I've been working on for 12 years that <laughs> it, I have a title, at least <laughs> it's purpose in pain. And it's because in the midst of our deepest, darkest moments, if we will give that mess to him, he can turn yeah. it around and do something amazing with it because nothing's in vain. Right? right. And I think that's the great adventure. And, you know, that actually leads me into one of the other things. You need to you write that book. I'm going to interrupt you. You need oh, to finish good. that book. That hey, you endorse my book and get <laughs> 
right, we'll do a deal right now. I've got like 15,000 words written. That's about it. But yes, that's, it's been on my heart for quite a while, and, but that's just it, right? Everything we go through, but, uh, and I've heard Joyce say this forever. And I love this line. I, oh, all my friends know that one of my number one things to say is my mess is my message. Right. And I believe we have to be transparent. And when we go through tough times, if we curl up in a corner and look at our wounds and turn in, that's what Satan wants. But if we take those broken pieces and throw it at his feet, right, then the adventure begins because then we say, God, here's my mess. Use it however you will. And then he's like, all right, let's go. And it's the ultimate backfire. And then no matter what the past has been, no matter what those hard times have been, you can step into this life of great adventure when you give that stuff to him and let him build something amazing. Right. And I love that you talk about, uh, there's this one line and I I know what I have is not the finished copy. So I may quote something that gets changed, but you say you can never have true wonder with fake bait, right? You won't catch true wonder with fake bait because if we are not our authentic, vulnerable selves, we're never going to draw people to us who can trust us, who see God reflected in us because we're trying to reflect something else. Mm -hmm. We're trying to reflect perfection. We're trying to reflect uh, someone that we've seen on social media. Mm -hmm. But if we can be who God created us to be, stop throwing that fake bait out there to catch all the wonder. Um, Sometimes we don't love everything about who God created us to be. But there's a reason that God put it in us. So if we just pull down all the pretenses and don't care so much about what everybody else thinks or comparing ourselves and just be ourselves, that is when we see people being drawn to us because that is a new and an unusual thing in this world, especially through everything on social media and even the pandemic, people feel more and more disconnected. Yeah. If you can be your vulnerable self, not afraid to say, you know, I did this really poorly or, um, I'm feeling this way and it's not a real Christian thing to say, let's say <laughs> it anyway, let's deal with yeah, it. Let's be real. And w- yes. When we do that, it draws people to us and, and mm-hmm. people are our greatest adventures. So when we build those relationships, when we um, reflect God and when we do what God wants us to do um, for other people, then that is really when so many wonderful things in our life come, come to fruition. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. And you have a whole section called beware of glass slippers. Uh-huh. <laughs> love that section. Cause you talk about that, right? We live in a world of the Instagram highlight reel. Yeah. And even though there are ways the Lord uses social media, I mean, that's how we really connected. And right. <laughs> so I'm thankful for that, but we have to be careful about that, about comparing someone else's best out of 56 shots. You <laughs> <to> are <our laughs> one terrible selfie, <laughs> you know, right. And yeah, do you, is there anything else you have to yeah. say on that section about beware of the glass slippers? So I'm, I'm a shoe lover for one thing. Oh, yeah. I, I love no matter what it is, fun, you know, fun, fun tennis shoes, uh, boots, whatever it may be. And, um, I I'm also after raising two daughters, you know, a Disney princess mom. So mm-hmm. there's, it's hard to avoid yep. <laughs> and you know, I love it. And so I've thought so much about 
Cinderella and comparison and how everyone tried to shove their mm. foot into that little slipper because <laughs> we always want what somebody else has. Yeah. And in thinking about that, um, I've thought, you know, even if that shoe did fit, let's say my foot went in there, but it's not my shoe, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, um, glass slippers are not all they're cracked up to be. <laughs> I, I'm going to trip and being silly, I'm going to fall or something and mm -hmm. crack that glass slipper. It's going to fog up and get all sweaty and give me blisters. <laughs> it's not going to be pretty when you see that so on a foot, you know, it's just like, Ugh, I don't even want that slipper. And I think we need to be aware of looking at other people's perfect lives. Like you were just saying, and not be, we need to make sure that we realize that there's so much imperfection behind the perfection that we see because yeah. none of us are perfect. None of us have it all together. When we want what somebody else has, it will not be right for us. And it will thwart a lot of the good things that God has for us because we, again, we're, we're not um, using the gifts and the talents that he's put in us because we're trying to do what somebody else does. And so beware of those glass slippers because it's not going to be pretty, even if it does fit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think it's so good. I love that section. But like you said, if we're not living in our own mess, in our own situation, in our own giftings, yeah. in our own desires, we're going to miss the wonder that God has for us individually. And I always think of Hebrews chapter 12, you know, at the beginning, look away from all that will distract unto Jesus. And I love, you know, I'm because of, of Joyce, I'm a big fan of the Amplified. I've got her Amplified Bible right here. <laughs> and I've been going through it for years. And you can pick it up with one arm. That's impressive. Oh, I've been, that's, I've been doing a lot of that right now. <laughs> I need a lot of it. I need awesome. it. <laughs> but um, no, honestly, it's, it's that staying in our own lane, you know, yeah. casting off everything that would distract and casting off all that heavy weight. And I love that because if we are constantly looking to all ooh, over there, oh, what she's doing. Oh, look with that. We'll mm -hmm. miss the course that he's marked out just for us that only we can really experience and live and be in the relationships that only we can have. And even the way that only we can personally, individually be used by him. Right. Right. And he's right. Oh, I, I remember as a young mom, um, I, my situation was, I was working in television and, um, hosting a talk show and, um, doing different things. And I wanted to have my children and trying to figure out, okay, how do I balance this? How do I make sure. all this work? So I made the choices that were right for me at that time. Mm -hmm. And it, you know what, it doesn't even matter what those choices are, but what I found was that other moms who were making different choices, didn't mm -hmm. like the choices I was making. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, mom shaming, whatever you want to call it. Sometimes there are things that, um, happen in our lives that we begin to take on guilt that other people put on us because we're looking at one another and deciding for each other what we should do. So that's one of those places of comparison that I learned so much. And I, I prayed and prayed and prayed. And I just knew that at the time, you know, I had my priorities, right. I had great time with my children. I, mm -hmm. I was still moving forward in what God wanted me to do. But that doesn't mean it's right for somebody else. Exactly. That's what God was asking me to do. Absolutely. Well, then, you know, you think, okay, I'm, I'm older now and I'm going to be beyond that. You know, I, I'm not that I'm not having those same problems. You get, you get older and you figure things out and you're over everything and it's all clear. <laughs> that doesn't happen yeah, either. Because, then that Olaf song, when, oh, right. all makes sense when I am older. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> 
and then you get older and you find other reasons to compare yourself to other people. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, you, you talk about, um, a boss like Joyce Meyer, and you're, you're going to compare yourself to someone that I is, even. I can't even, that is not what you want to do. Cause it's mm -hmm. not going to come up good. Yeah. So I, I really had to learn that. Um, and I never wanted to be or do what she was doing. I really sure. wanted to be what God wanted me to do. But as you're looking at things, your eyes take you different places, right? Your eyes, yeah. sometimes your mind follows your eyes and you think, oh, well, maybe I should be doing that. And then it's coming back to know this is what God wants me to do. Yeah. And I think all of us as women um, and men too, no matter what we see, we need to come back to God tell me what you want me to do. Because if I don't stay in that place and it may not be perfect, but God will, God will steer us and help us weave our way back to where he needs us to be. But if our heart is always yeah. God, take me where you want me and not where I might want me or where I see somebody else that looks like they're doing great stuff, then we will be more successful. We will feel better about ourselves and what we're doing. And it's so important in our, our self-worth and our value that we're not trying to be somebody else because we're going to fail over there, but God's going to lift us up and do what he wants to do in our life when we stay in the right place. And there, there are so many great adventures that I experienced that have been because I was willing to do some things that I never had any idea I would do. I was not prepared for that, that God began saying, Hey, let's do this. And then good things happen. And it wasn't what somebody else was doing. Yeah. Yeah. God's not going to help us be the best version of someone else, right? right. He's right. going to help us be the best us, you know, that he created right. us to be. And, and when we ask him to help us be all that he wants us to be, how much more does he want? And he wants to answer prayers like that. Huh. And, you know, like Psalm tells us, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Not whatever you want, but he will cause your desires to match up with his great desires for your life. And exactly. he knows the plans he has for us in Jeremiah. And when we can hold to those promises and know, no, he's got an individual, awesome, wondrous plan for me individually as a person. And mm -hmm. I don't have to look at everyone else and, you know, God's got my story and he's a God of abundance. So just because this person over there gets this opportunity, doesn't mean God doesn't have opportunities for me, you know, stay in right. my own lane you know? yes. and stop that sideways looking when you blinders like yes. horses. <laughs> Here's how messed up we can get as Christians. This, oh this is how confused I got as a Christian for many, many years. Um, you're talking about your story. God has a story for all of us. And my story is not a big, amazing healing or big transformation or yeah. my story is a very um, slow, deliberate walk with God day after day, year after year. Yeah. And for a while I was thinking, God cannot use me because I don't have a great big story to tell. Mm -hmm. I don't have something that's going to be inspiring and, and help a lot of people. And wow. Uh, I really felt God saying, are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. What I have done in your life is a miracle yeah. that there, there was nothing in me that continued to walk with God. It was God's grace that held on to me. And so learning that there's a great story in every one of our lives, even if we don't see it, even if we don't think it will help somebody else. Yeah. 
God has done such amazing things for you, for me, for mm -hmm. everyone, because that's just who he is. Yeah. And if we can let our spirit wake up to what he's doing in our life, mm -hmm. it really changes the boredom that we're facing. It changes that routine that we get stuck in. It changes that attitude that God can't use me. Yeah. Um, yeah. God wants to use each one of us and he wants to give us all a life of value and meaning, but too often we put other barriers up in front of him that say, no, I can't, you can't use me. Sorry. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh gosh, absolutely. And I kind of like what you're saying, my story, I mean, I was practically born in the pew, you know, I could have led them to Christ <laughs> when I was five, you know, and right. I you know accepted the Lord over 30 years ago. And, but you know, one day I was given this same thing, like you're saying to the Lord. And I'm like, well, you, you know, but I don't have this great testimony. I wasn't on drugs and then got healed and I wasn't in, right. you know, in prison. And then you pulled me out and, <laughs> and God's like, you know what? Your testimony is not about you. It's about what I did. It's mm -hmm. about the almighty God stepping out of heaven in the form of a human being coming to earth and dying for your sins. You have nothing to do with it. You know, it's like, it's not about you. It's about the awesome work of God. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> but I just remember he kind of redeemed that, um, that thing for me because I was having that same conversation with him. Cause I had this in me, you know, just to, to speak and to share in this passion and this calling. And I know it, but you know, I yeah. have this great testimony as those of us, you know, who grew up with speaking Christianese, you know, would yes. say, and it was like, we've all got different stories and different lives, but the, the testimony, the power of the story is not in the human it's in the God. And he did the same thing for each and every one of us, right? And he's got a different path and each of us can reach different people. Right. And we can all be used yes. in different ways and someone else in a different situation can't relate to the same people you can, you know, and, right. and all of that. So he's, right. yeah, it's all part of his grand scheme and his grand plan for showing wonder in all of our lives. So and we're also different. That's why it yeah. says in revelation that, that we overcome evil yes. by the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony. And so, yeah, like you said, if you come away from that testimony, Christianese word, it's, it's just our story. It's what God is doing in our life and what he's doing every day. It's not just the big thing that he did 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's what he's doing today and what he's going to do tomorrow. And when we open our hearts to live a life where we're saying, okay, God, I'm ready for whatever you want for me. I'm going to go where you want me to go. I'm going to look for more of you in all of it. Our stories get bigger yeah. and it's not because God is bigger. It's because we're noticing it. It's because we're seeing yes. more of him work in our life. Like you said, it's all about him doing it anyway. Yeah. And I think everybody wants to be more effective in their life. They want to be um, more effective in sharing Christ for people. And if we can do this, if we can take these steps to where we see what he's doing, then we automatically have more of that story, that testimony to yes. share. Yes. And I, there you go again. It's in my notes. I love that part in your book when, <laughs> when you mentioned that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And you, you showed that scripture. And again, it's that practicality that taking scripture and combining it with our everyday life going, look, this is an amazing case for having an adventure mentality right? Because the more right. adventure you have, the more stories you have, the more power you have through Christ to overcome, right? Yes. I love that connection. 
I love that connection. Oh, and there's a lot to overcome in our world. And that's why I love the intertwined life idea that you talk about. I think it's so important that we can easily think about our life over here and our spirituality or our walk with God over here and intertwining those things makes the adventure, the wonder in our life really come um, to a greater point than we've ever seen it to really come into full bloom because so often we're going through the day to day and then we get to Sunday and we think, okay, now I'm going to look for God's wonder. Yes. (laughs) And if we can intertwine those things so that God is not an afterthought in our life, but he's an active participant, Mm -hmm. then we see incredible things every day. And even when the times are really difficult, even when things are not going exactly as we want them to, he's right there as part of it, walking with us, helping us through it, helping us through it. And it, it really does give us more power in our life to be able to overcome Just, just like the word says, um, isn't it amazing how, um, when you start to apply the things in the Bible, it really works. (laughs) Go figure. (laughs) We should have taken so long to figure it out. (laughs) It's so true. Oh, it's amazing. And you know, the word is alive and it is active and it is, it is those hard times. And it's back that concept of purpose in pain. It's, it's that hard stuff that gives us that story. If we walk through it with the lens of God, you're in this and you have a purpose and you'll use this, even though I hate it and it's terrible and it's miserable. I yeah. know what you said. I always tell people we have to stand in what we know, regardless of how we feel. And what we yes. have to know is what the word of God says. Otherwise we have nothing to stand on when those hard times come. Right. Right. And when we know the word, then even our hardest times can become adventures with God because this is terrible and it hurts and I hate this, but I know you would not have allowed it. Not saying he caused it, but he wouldn't have allowed it if you didn't have a a purpose and a way to turn it on its head and a way to use it for something great. And even my daughter, who's um, almost 12, just with all the pandemic stuff, she's had so many things. I'm just like, God, give her a win. Like she was cast in the lead of her of her elementary school production as Jasmine for last year. And she Aww. came to be intimate and she started to love theater. And one year she was the baby elephant. And the next year she was the lead princess and it was going to be this great Aww. thing. And she worked all year long and no one in her school knew they know her as like the brainy child. And they didn't realize she had this other side. And three weeks before the performance, COVID. And she didn't get to do it. That is heartbreaking. Oh gosh. Mama was, mama's like, okay, God, I know you got a plan, but (laughs) but, (laughs) I'd like you to tell me what it is. Oh my gosh. You know, so it's just, and that was like kind of the beginning of this past year of so many things for her and it's small stuff compared to like, you know, great pandemics and and death and all this, but it's big in her life. It matters. It matters. And we all have different things in our life. And that's a whole, that's a sermon for another day. But I always say, God doesn't compare our hurts. Like we don't compare our children's hurts. Just come to him. He's your daddy. He gets it. He knows where you are. But for my daughter, I've been telling her, there's been several things over the past year that so close, but no, that she's Uh just wanted so bad. And while I told her, it hurts me to see her going through these hard times because I know how God works. There's a little part of me that's excited 
about what he is going to do in her life because he is growing character because we're told in James, right? It's that that develops character and our faith can't reach its fullness in the absence of those trials. And so even though those tough times come, there is a wonder and an adventure if we flip our focus to standing on what we know, regardless of how we feel, knowing what his word says that, okay, when hard time comes, so does that adventure, right? We don't know where it's headed, but if we can trust our guide, there's adventure around the corner because he's got a plan for those, those hard times. Yeah. I'm so proud of you as a mom too. Thank you. Helping you walk your daughter through that because as, as moms, as parents, one of our biggest jobs is to help our children see the wonder of God in their life, to open them up Mm -hmm. to see through this hard time, how God is working through this fun family day. We're just going to, you know, go outside and do something. How this is how God gives us each other Mm -hmm. through this beautiful flower over here. You know, Mm -hmm. all the little things is to teach them who God is. But the hardest thing is what you're talking about is to teach them when their little hearts are broken and when they're disappointed, how God is still there in the midst of that. And as a mom, that, that is something that is not easy, but really gives you uh, such a feeling of God knew what he was doing. Um, he's helping me through this. Cause I don't mm-hmm. that kind of a thing as a mom. I know I felt that all the time. Sure. Thank you, God, for giving me those words because I had no idea where they were coming from when I was speaking <laughs> them to my daughter who was hurting. So uh-huh. good for you. Uh-huh. That's that's great. Oh, thank you. And th- and that was actually kind of leads into another question I had for you. Um, I would love for you to encourage moms with their kids. How did you develop this? wonder mentality and this adventure mentality in your kids when they were young and now your grandkids? Yeah, I think something that is really important is to utilize what God puts in your hands. So um, you, you're all in different situations. You're all doing different things, but there is always something before you that God helps you to teach your children about wonder and, and joy and his um, being active in their life. And so even if it's as simple as I, I would always look for, especially after long days and everybody was really busy doing different <laughs> things and, you know, it's go clean your room, do your homework, whatever it may be. Um, look for just a few minutes. Let's, let's, let's have a dance party. Let's just dance it out, turn on some music, or let's take off our, our shoes. And we used to have little (laughs) ice capades, ice skating on our wood floors. (laughs) I love it. It was not pretty, (laughs) (laughs) but those little things, just making sure that you're bringing joy to life when you can, Yeah. because otherwise we do get really wrapped up in the tedium and, Mm -hmm the, the to-do list, checking Mm -hmm. those things off. So that's a great place to start. That's, that's some of those little steps that really make a difference. The other thing that I totally believe in, and, um, everybody can do this. I, I started with my children in church, just saying, okay, what can we do? Who can we help? How, how can we reach out to someone? Um, let's, let's do this, this thing that needs to be done, whether it's a a local missions outreach. What can we do here? And then when I could, I took them on other missions outreaches. So they saw the need of the world. They saw that everyone's life is not just like their life, that 
Um, and you don't have to do it by taking yeah. them if that's not you. You can do it by showing them things in books, on video, show them yeah. other cultures, give them a love for other people, give them a heart to serve. And um, I think those are some of the most important things we should do. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And we actually do some work with a local nonprofit named it's called New Life Mission, and they work to bring women out of home, women with children in our community out of homelessness with a yeah. total life transformation program. They come in, they have housing and they have to go through financial classes and they have to go through Bible school and they have to go get their education. They have to save their money. I mean, it's an intensive program and it transforms their lives. And when we first heard about this this organization, we, I called them up because I was looking for somewhere that my kids, then they were four and six, something like that could serve and do mission yeah. work in their own backyard. And a lot of places for good reason, can't really take kids under 14, but I needed somewhere. And I called them. I was like, listen, you know, they had a kid's club. And I was like, we don't want to hold babies. We want to get our hands dirty. And so they're <laughs> like, okay. And we got involved with them because they let my kids come and we cleaned out this like really nasty so backyard great. and wash these things because it is easy to get we're blessed. Yes. You know, so many of us are blessed and at this, we're all blessed, especially in this country, but yeah. when our kids can get in their little bubble and not see what's out there, this isn't the whole world. This isn't everyone's reality. And the wonder and the adventure doesn't always have to be this great resort somewhere, right? right. The wonder and the adventure. It's oftentimes much more impactful and lasting when you step back and you step into something that is, I don't know about it could be dangerous depending on the, <laughs> the age and what you want to go for, but something that's some wisdom, less, yeah, <laughs> use wisdom there, but something that is less certain and mm -hmm. less planned and, and less looks like your every day. Right. And opens right. your whole heart up to a whole nother, whole nother place, which you've done so, so much of that. Oh man, Ginger, there's so, we could just go on forever. Is there anything we haven't touched on that you definitely are like, I've got to say this, it's, it's burning in me right now. I think that there are so many barriers that can come between us and the wonder that God has for us, whether it's things that blind us so that we don't see them. Like we've talked about with comparison or or things that keep us um, from doing it. Insecurity is a big sure. one. God wants to show us how he's our security, but that's not, that's so much easier said than done. So that's why little steps are really important. But when you learn to trust God, you begin to overcome that fear. And I know with the pandemic, um, everything that's been going on, there's so much anxiety and fear and things that are holding people back. And that's really one of my great desires is that we could pound down some of those things with God's help. Sure so that um, his glory can shine through and really make a difference in our lives. That's, that's a huge desire for me is that we don't think about it as um, risking bodily harm or something like that necessarily, not that kind of adventure always, but risking, uh, like you were saying, a little inconvenience, a yeah. little mess in our lives, um, a little embarrassment sometimes if yeah. things don't go exactly as you wanted it to. Risk making um, a mistake now and then mm. risk a new relationship that you don't know how it's going to go risk loving someone. Mm -hmm. So I, I think stepping out in some of those risks are really important right now because the world's beginning to open up. Yeah. We've all been 
inside a bit. We've all been, and when I say inside, I don't mean just physically. I also mean spiritually and emotionally a little bit. I think it's time to blow out some of those walls and you don't have to do it in one big explosion. You can do it in little steps at a time. So that is my prayer for everyone that they walk into more of God's goodness in their life and more of what he has for them by just pushing on those things and risking a little bit more today. I love that. I love that. And I think it is when we step out of our comfort zone, so to speak, that we do, because then we finally, oh, we might actually rely on the Lord a little bit more, right? We might discover him standing there going, okay, I was wondering when you were going to come along right. the ride, because sometimes we're, you're right when we're in our own head and we're in our own world, we, it's so easy to forget how much we need him. We need yeah. him for every breath, but we feel so secure. Like we've got this, you know, and we then do. we can push out of that a little bit and step out of that comfort zone, we find him right there, you know, yeah. and we see him more when we start to open our eyes up to him and when we actually encounter our need in so many ways. That is wonderful. So one more question from your book. What color are your chucks? <laughs> I have to know. So Ginger talks about her Chuck Taylors going with her on all her adventures. And all I can think about is what color are they? <laughs> well, they started out as white. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they weren't always the same pair, of course, because, of course. you know, they, they get pretty nasty after a while. <laughs> then I went through a black Chuck face uh -huh. and I still love both my white and my black Chucks, but to be honest, I've got a few pair with some mm -hmm. other colors, but, um, yeah, normally it's, it's just, it's just kind of a happy place where I feel like I can throw out my Chucks and go do anything. I love it. I love that part. And I was like, okay, I, just, I have to know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even prep you for that one. See, I'm sneaky. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. So I always end every episode with a few questions. And one of those is a simple practical way that you would share with our listeners to help them intertwine their lives, their everyday walk with the Lord or their everyday lives and their walk with the Lord. I feel like your whole book and this whole interview has been that. Do you have anything to add to that concept from what you've already said that is just overflowing a wonderful the thing that amazes me most is how God is already intertwined with us. He does so much of the work for us. Um, he's just waiting for us to involve him. So I, I love the thought of starting first thing in the morning before I even lift my head off that pillow. It's good morning, Father. You know, good morning, Lord. Good mor morning, Holy Spirit. Um, be active in my life. Do what you want to do today and show me something amazing. And so that's just kind of that beginning prayer. And then I do not always do it the way I mean to that your days don't always go the way that you want it to Joyce talks and she's right so much about that morning prayer time. I'm a night person. I, my mind is not great in the morning, but at night, <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've got a much better mindset to spend time with God. So whenever you need to make sure that he's not separated in that prayer time, but that he's part of everything that you're doing throughout the day. And then you have some consistent time where you're really focusing on him. So you're watching for him throughout the day and then you're honoring him um, in the morning or whenever you have that prayer time with him. And, and I think that's a great way to make sure that okay. our lives are completely intertwined with him because that is how he meant it to be from the very beginning. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do you have a life verse or one verse that is especially bringing you life right now? I have one of each. Am I allowed to do two? Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> 
So my life verse, this is such a crazy story. You know how Bible versions change all the time and <laughs> oh, they'll rewrite something. Don't even get like, me started on the Amplified Classic. I'm really mad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> so my life verse um, has always been Philippians 126. I pray it every morning over myself. And Paul says um, that he was praying that your joy in Christ Jesus will overflow on account of you being with him. That has been my prayer every day that whoever I connect with. Um, now, when you read that verse, it reads very different because they changed the way it reads, but I know it still says that. And that's what God put in my heart. So I pray that verse every morning. The other one that I think is, is so great for this time that we're in right now. Um, in Luke chapter five, um, the disciples were with Jesus right as he was starting his ministry. He was healing people. He was doing incredible things. And it, the disciples said that they were in awe, that they have seen extraordinary things today. I think that is such a good prayer for us right now because they were walking with Jesus and seeing it firsthand. But we're still walking with Jesus in just as real of a way today. And I want to say every day I'm in awe because I've seen extraordinary things of Jesus working in, in other people's lives, in my life and in the world today. So that's the other verse really through the pandemic and a lot of things happening. That's been really um, potent for me. I love it. I love it. And they saw that because they were paying attention. Yes. Right? They were constantly Purposeful. with him. Yeah. They were watching him and they were learning from him and they were with him all day long. <laughs> that is why right. they saw that. Oh, I, their know, lives were intertwined. Oh, their lives were intertwined. <laughs> See, thank you, Jesus, for setting that example for my <laughs> I mean, it's just so wonderful. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man. All right. So how can people get their hands on your new book? So the book, as you said, comes out June 15th. It's available for pre-order now. Um, you can get it anywhere you order your books. So it's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, Walmart, Target. You can go to Ginger L. Stocky, S-T-A-C-H-E.com and order it there on my website. Find out more about me. Um, you can go to my social media pages at Ginger L. Stocky. Um, and then after June 15th, it will be available in stores as well. If you want to go look for it firsthand, but um, my prayer is that it just really seeds some adventure and brings forth joy in everyone's lives and um, that you give it a shot. You give God the opportunity to blow your mind and, and he will. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So good. Makes me think of Ecclesiastes where it says stand in awe of him. Yes. Oh, I just, I've always loved that. That's always stopped me in my tracks. Like just stand in awe of him. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. And how about social media? Where, where do you want people to connect with you? Social media websites? What is your place where you yeah. want people to find you? So, um, I'm, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I'm most active on Instagram. So that's, that's kind of where I live more. It's at ginger L stocky S T A C H E. Um, you always have to put the L in there because without the L I found a lot of people actually ginger stockies. <laughs> I think I tagged a few of them in my Instagram story. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny without the L, a lot of it, it because it looks like stash. It's about a lot of, of men with red mustaches, ginger stashes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's totally different. That's not me. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and then my website is the same, gingerlstocky.com. <laughs> 
um, yeah, so that's, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it's very funny. That would have never even occurred to me. Oh, I love that. That is really funny. All right. Um, well, I will link up to all of that in the show notes. Of course, Ginger, it's been such an amazing pleasure. Thank you so, so much for doing this with us today. It has been really fun. I have loved talking with you. Thank you so much. You're a joy. Oh my gosh. You too. Thanks so much. <laughs> Okay. See, I was not kidding. (laughs) She is so fun and so wonderful. I love doing that. I hope to have the privilege of sitting down and talking with her another time, whether or not we record it, (laughs) just so that she and I can continue a friendship that is just so special to me to have that time. So I hope you enjoyed that. I hope that you were taking some notes and that it has inspired you to get out there, whether it is big, grand, new adventures now that restrictions are being lifted and maybe you've got the travel bug again, or maybe simply just looking around your everyday life and seeing the wonder that God has placed all around you right where you are. Until next time, friends, have an awesome week. I hope your summer's off to a great start and we will have lots more wonderful things coming your way in two weeks. Thanks so much. Hey friend, if you enjoyed this episode and you got some good stuff out of it, there's a few options you have. One, you could click that little subscribe button because let's be honest, who's got time to remember to check back and see if there's a new episode, right? So click that subscribe button and then when a new episode comes up, it will just by the magic of the internet pop up in your Dropbox and it'll be right there for you whenever you're ready. And also, if you would review this podcast, Oh my gosh, if you like what you heard, get on there, give it a five-star review. If you didn't like what you heard, just pretend it never happened, okay? (laughs) But if you would do um, a review for me, just take a couple seconds and do that. Not only would I be crazy excited, but also it would just be a great way for us to partner together for you to help this podcast be seen by more women out there. And you could be a part of helping more women discover these practical ways to apply God's word to just everyday stuff. So I would love it, love it, love it if you could help me out in one of those two ways. Mm